Hello, welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 61. Starring Jimbo. And Fisher. And, yeah, uh, how are you doing, Fisher? All okay? I'm very good, thanks. Uh, yeah, really good, thank you. Uh, obviously, for anyone who's watching the video version of this podcast, uh, you might be lucky enough just to see just me on the screen and not Jimbo. Um, so I'm not sure if you want to start your video, Jimbo. I can only assume that you're in fancy dress of some form. Okay, one second. Um, okay, so I, for any viewers, I haven't seen this. Lockdown, still in my pyjamas. Oh man, look at my hair, it's grown. Because I've lost all control. Take a look at my fridge, I've ran out of lager. Oh man, I wonder if I'll ever leave home. I guess nobody knows. When will they open the bars? Challenge was accepted and executed. Um, you look a bit more like Mick Cutler, in all honesty. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll be, that is an exceptionally good David Bowie costume, so uh, <laughs> congratulations on that front. Thank um, you. I'm assuming pictures of that will go on our uh, various social media outputs, no doubt. I'll make sure we get plenty of pictures. But yeah, the uh, title of this episode is Are There Bars on Mars? Because, of course, um, we can't go to the bars still because they're all shut. And I thought, yeah, you asked me to do David Bowie, so I thought, well, I, you know, if, if, if anybody who knows me knows about my fancy dress escapades, they will know that I, I take it quite seriously when I ever get challenged to do any fancy dress. Christmas jumper days, I always go a little bit over the top. And uh, as you can see, that has clearly happened today as well. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure. Um, How to I'm respond. I'm not sure where to start, really. Um, <laughs> I suppose my, one of my questions is... Um, the fella on Blackpool Beach who had his deck chairs cut up to make that dress, uh, <laughs> of the, the attire that you're wearing, you actually did you pay him for hey, higher of the deck chair? Or, just, just, or just wait a minute. This is, this isn't, you know, this is a full costume. Oh, you've got. Um, well, I'm not really sure how to describe those. Obviously, they're, they're <laughs> meant to be platform shoes covered up. Imitation presumably. boots, yeah. Imitation, Imitation boots. boots. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so we've got quite a lot planned on the podcast. So um, I'm going to be doing it dressed like this for, for the entirety. So are we ready to continue? Um, I'm not sure where to start, but yeah, carry on. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> So just a reminder, uh, Fisher last week dressed as Freddie Mercury and I let him down by not appearing as David Bowie because we wanted to call the episode, what was it, Fisher? Uh, stop putting the NHS under pressure. And I, I let him down, didn't have my um, gear on, did I, for, for David Bowie, but I, I've come back strong this week. So here you go, Fisher, this is what I owed you. And we're not matching you, it could have been Freddie this week, we could have done a brilliant cover of that song, but we, we've, uh, you know, never mind. Yeah, I mean... I think we're taking it a bit too far. Uh, next week, there's going to have to be some ch -ch 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 changes. <laughs> anyway, I'm doing this so, for I'm doing this for all the heroes, of course. At the minute, all the key workers. That's what I'm doing it for. Uh, it's time for drinks. Okay. Time for drinks. What have you got today? Uh, I've got some uh, localish brewery, Thornbridge, uh, and they do a drink called Jaipur, um, which obviously keeping with local theme. Jaipur, I think, is actually a city in India, isn't it? I, I believe so. Yeah, there was. It's also a pussycat, a pussycat doll song as well. Um, oh, that's Jai I think Ho. I, been, I think I was Jai Ho, but uh, never mind. 
Hey, that'd be a great marketing campaign, though, for Thornbridge Brewery if they could get the rights to the song. Uh, well, aside from the fact the song's called A Different Name to the Drink, but other than that, yes, it yeah. would be a great marketing. Um, so, yeah, Thornbridge Drive, but it's quite strong. Um, 5.9%, so I think uh, I think they've had that in the local pub a few times, and it's quite popular. Um, what are you drinking yourself, Jimbo? So I've got quite a relevant one today. Mine is Camden Show Off. Um, oh. So I thought I, I'm being a bit of a show off today, the old David Bowie costume and all that. Uh, and I've decided, Fisher, that I'm not going to drink it out of a glass today. I'm having it straight from the can. Oh, you rebel rebel. Hey, there you go. Well done. Set you up for that one, Fisher. Described as a juicy lager, mine. Uh, so... We've got a lot to do, but this week it's your show and tell, isn't it, Fisher? So you're you're going to give me... You've brought something to show off and, and tell me about, and I've got to basically decide which is the real reason that you're giving me for how you've got hold of this item or, or whatever store is attached to this item that you brought in. Yeah, absolutely. So um, dressed slightly um, down from yourself, I am currently wearing a suit jacket. If you, if you, I don't, I'm not sure if you noticed I that, did, I, I did clock that. I just didn't know if you were just smarting yourself up for the podcast today. I don't know. Uh, well, it's a bit cold today, but this is a suit jacket. Um, I have owned this suit jacket since 2011, January 2011 to be precise. And here are the trousers for this particular suit jacket. Um, now, you may notice these are matching jacket and trouser combinations. Um, however... These have you got any not... uh, imitation red platform boots on the bottom of your feet as well? Um, no, I've just got some slippers because I say it's a bit colder than, um, <laughs> than it is normally. Um, so these the these aren't the original trousers for this suit jacket. So my question is, what happened to the original trousers? Meaning that I have to buy a replacement pair of trousers. Was it that in January two thousand and eleven? Whilst at an important work meeting, a pen leaked in my pocket and covered a fair amount of my right trouser pocket in blue ink. At the end of the meeting, I stood up and shook hands with the person I was meeting with, who was a company director, and he said, what's happened to your trousers? <laughs> I spent the rest of the working day wearing grey trousers with a massive blue patch on them. <laughs> um, or, it, uh, well, shall I read out the next one, then we can obviously discuss the two options? Yeah, go on. Okay. So, or, in January 2011... Whilst walking home from work one night, I slipped on a thick liquid substance on a tiled floor in a shopping centre. Thick liquid looked like sick. <laughs> I got the substance on my trousers and my hands. A bystander said, Err, <laughs> you've just fallen in some sick. I went to the toilet to wash my hands, then walked home with some sick on my trouser leg. Okay. Um, number one, then. So, I like both those stories. Number one. Uh, you you was at work and you had you kept a blue pen in your pocket. We've all done that before, haven't we? When we've been on the go, busy, you know, pen yep. in your pocket. Is that, is that like is that the usual pen you go for? Blue? Um, it didn't used to be. It didn't used to be. I always used to have black pens up until starting work. And I don't know if I might have actually got some of them in the in this drawer. Um, and it's this kind of pen, uh, blue ink pen. Quite, it, but it writes really well. So I started using blue pens. And also nowadays, the pen that I use work once again is blue um, and that's because for Christmas my wife bought me a pen with my name inscribed on the side of it so I'm back writing in blue again different nice kind present. of pen but nonetheless writes quite nice so oh. I now write in blue more often than not something for a different uh, episode maybe but I wonder what the most popular color pen is across all the offices in the world is it black or is it blue who knows I, I'd imagine black but 
Um, do, you, do you think other countries adopt the same principles and have blue and black? Or if they have different colours as a norm? Or if red or green as a norm? Possibly. So you were meeting someone important when they found this big blue blob on your trousers, is that right? Uh, yes, and it was very much that they pointed it out and not me. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if you want any more information on the suit, but bought in January 2011. I don't know if I mentioned, but this happened on the literally in, on the first few days of me wearing it. I think it was possibly the first or second day that I wore it. Okay. But certainly, absolutely 100% in the first week of wearing this Disappointing, suit. though, isn't it, when that happens? Um, uh, it is a bit. Okay. And this, this, it broke the bank. This, cost, this suit cost me £39. Oh, so you, you definitely needed to get a replacement pair then, didn't you? Uh, next uh, then. Um, and, and you only wear that suit for work, is that right? It's just a work suit. Uh, I think I've actually worn it. To a, it's quite a nice suit. I've actually worn it to with the replacement trousers to uh, to a wedding on, oh, right. on one or two okay. occasions and a few functions. It's, it's quite a nice suit. So it's, it's, a, it's, an, to, it's an adaptable suit. Um, well, to be honest, as long as you've got a shirt and tie with it, you can wear it sort of for anything. Yeah. But it's quite. It, it costs thirty nine quid, but it's actually quite a nice suit. It's just sort of um, got it in January sales. It should have been sort of about hundred and twenty something like that, but quite a good deal on it. And then I went and bought another pair of trousers for about fifteen quid or so. Okay. Um, after the the incident, whatever it may have been. So, um, reason number two, then you slipped on some sick in a shopping centre. Is that right? <laughs> um, I think I think it was some sick. I I, I cannot be certain. I, I'll be honest. I did not do some kind of product test on I, this. I see. I was. I think this. Sto- I've heard this story before about you falling in sick. So I know there's some truth in it. But my question is whether you was wearing the suit at the time. And I think this came up when you, we talked about the time that you were sick in a bin, maybe outside Chapel Town Station. And we, we got onto talking about sick for some reason. I don't know exactly how or why. We, we had a quiz about uh, sick once, didn't we? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I remember, I remember um, obviously there was a time I was sick at Alton Towers. I can't remember ever speaking about uh, being sick in a, uh, falling in some sick in a shopping centre. I but. seem to remember a story about you falling over in sick. But again, it's whether, it's whether you was wearing these trousers or not. So what shopping centre were you in? I presume it was around here. Was it Meadow Hall or was it the Trafford Centre? Because you used to live in Manchester. Uh, it was the Arndale Centre in the centre of Manchester. Which not I... to be confused with the Garden Centre. <laughs> we did it a few episodes ago, yeah. Uh, um, I used to, my way home from work often used to involve walking through that kind of indoor covered and, space. And is that what you was doing? You was walking home? Yeah, walking home. And, to, you know, people slip in things and they, they kind of sort of slip and, you know, they don't necessarily go all the way to the ground, but it sounds like you did, if this is true. Uh, well, no, not quite to the ground. Fortunately, I landed in a lair of thick liquid that was <laughs> on top of the ground, which cushioned my fall. Um, but you, so, you technically landed on your arse, though, didn't you? Uh, it, sometimes when you see people slip, it, it's very, very... I, I can't think of many occasions when I've fallen over recently. I certainly thought of a lot of times where you've slipped and you kind of go, like that. On this occasion, definitely hands on the ground, and I was I was on the floor. Could it have been like, you know, a comedy sort of um, cartoon fall sort of thing? Um... I didn't particularly find it that funny. Uh, <laughs> I don't really think anyone else did. Oh, come on. I mean, I find it funny just listening to it now, but... I think because it's so rare, it was general sort of a, a, bit, a bit of concern, I think. Oh, right. Um, who, and who was it who was concerned and said, you've slipped in sick? Uh, just a, a general bystander who said, hey, that looks like sick, that, mate. And I said, thanks. Um, <laughs> I then walked off to... I, I got stopped by security coming out of the... Oh, did, um, did, did, did you think you'd... Uh, did, you ma- did your description match somebody else's or was that from a few podcasts ago? <laughs> that was from a few weeks ago. And that wasn't uh, true they, either. They, they sort of asked if I was okay and I said, uh, yeah, I'd just like to go home because I'm covered in some sick. <laughs> um, so I, I, I was allowed to walk home. Okay. That's if, that's if this story is true. I, I, I think it's number... 
I'm going to go number two because I'm sure I've heard this story before. No, it wasn't number two. I think I think it was sick. <laughs> it's, it's, it's reason number two. You slipped up in the Arndale Centre in Manchester and it was potentially sick. I think that's the answer. And that would be correct. There we go. I knew that. I'm sure I have heard that story before, Fisher, but yeah, I wouldn't have known that it was in that particular suit. And the other one, perfectly viable as well. I mean, I, I think I've done the other one before. Pen in the old pocket, ruin my trousers sort of thing. I don't know whether I have ever told anyone about me falling over <laughs> in the pile of child's uh, in the pile of sick. Well, there you I go. Because I'm that embarrassed by it that I don't think I've actually ever mentioned it. Well, everybody knows now, anyway. So um, it's 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 sorted. So anyway, thank you for that, Fisher. I'll do the next show until next week. Have you been involved in a car accident that wasn't your fault? No? Good. Because you're exactly the kind of people we want to contact every day for the rest of your life by telephone, text, email and messenger pigeon. Have you ever had PPI? No? Good. Because it's our job to contact you, convince you otherwise, only to find out you haven't. Who are we? We've got no idea. We're automated. Okay, so I wanted to do a little bit of a feature today um, about something in our local area, Chapeltown, okay? Now, obviously, um, the lockdown um, has resulted in lots of people being really creative and doing things to kind of keep people entertained, particularly the kids who, you know, it's it's really, really difficult to entertain um, kids at this sort of time, you know, while, while everything's sort of locked down because they're so used to going places and doing things. And then when, obviously, you can only go on sort of like one walk a day, it's been quite a change for people, hasn't it, from not being able to do the normal things. So um, I noticed recently um, that there's been a couple of different um, sort of groups set up on Facebook and uh, around the collecting or the spotting of decorative rocks, if you know what I mean. So you might have seen it before, before the lockdown. People have this little bit of a hobby of, of painting rocks, uh, colouring them in and then hiding them places and encouraging people if they find them. It's sort of a good luck sort of charm thing, but then you sort of rehide them or you take a photo of them and you, you send them to wherever whoever made the group, picture, the, the rock picture or the rock or whatever. And it's like a sort of sh- an experiencing like that. But it's been a really good idea for people to do this because it gives the kids to something to look for when they're out and about on the daily walks and so on. So there's a couple of different groups that do this. Um, there's the S35 Decorative Rocks and Treasures group. And then there's also Chapeltown Rocks group on Facebook as well, who both um, kind of encourage this sort of activity, daily activity really, for kids to go out and go looking in the local area for these rocks, obviously with the parents and so on. And I think actually, as well as it being an amazing activity for the kids, I think the parents um, are also enjoying it as much as the kids are as well, including myself, okay? Um, so I have actually created my own rocks that I'm going to hide later on after this podcast for people to go and find. And I, f- I thought it was a good way to kind of promote a little bit of something that's going on in the area that we do our podcast, which is Chapeltown, because we're both in Chapeltown, aren't we? So I thought it'd be a nice thing to sort of mention, because um, I think it's a brilliant thing that, that both of these groups are doing and that people are getting involved with, and it's been really good. Have you seen any of these rocks so far, for sure? Uh, I've seen a few of them, yes. Uh, I, I know someone who runs one of the groups and thinks it's a very insane thing to do and uh, good on sort of a bit of community spirit as well and all that sort of stuff. I think basically what you're really saying, Jimbo, is this um, This is a confession, isn't it, that 
you're not really Jimbo. You are just a rock that has been painted to look like David Bowie. Is that, is, <laughs> exactly. is that what we're saying in today's episode? Exactly. I'm Ziggy Rock Dust or whatever. Yes. That's that's my name. So what I've got, I'm going to do a little game for you, Fisher. Do you remember a few weeks ago I painted some eggs at Easter or drew some faces on eggs at Easter? Yeah. I haven't gone to that. I haven't gone to that much effort this time because oh. um, <laughs> because I'm not very good at art, as we experienced a couple of weeks ago. But what I have done is I've wrote some celebrity names onto some rocks. Okay. And um, obviously, they are some rock-themed celebrity names, okay? And then I'm going to go and hide them after the show, and people have got to find them. And I think this is a good one for the adults, because it's a good way for the adults to kind of maybe take part in the hunt as well and look for the celebrity rocks if they can. So I don't know how you want to do this. Do you want me to take one at a time? I've got, I think I've got eight in total, or nine. Um, um, I suppose my initial question is that, obviously, we're promoting these two Facebook groups on our yep. podcast. Um, these rocks that you're planning on hiding, have you branded these with Waste of Web Space podcast to ensure that... (laughs) Possibly would have happened. Possibly would have happened. But also, they have a celebrity name on the other side. No, no, that's fine. I just want to make sure, kind of, if we're we're pointing them, (laughs) they've got to do do a bit for us as well. We might as well try and get our name out there. Exactly, exactly. Good work, well done. There we go. I always think one step ahead. So, can you... Do you want me to pick one at a time and you've got to kind of do a bit of a who am I sort of guessing game with them? Or do you want to see if you can guess any of the ones that I might have got in front of me? Bearing in mind, I've tried to keep it the topic around things to do with rocks and things like that. Okay, um... I'll, I'll I'll try and name a few of them. Shall we go with let's go with The Rock, Dwayne Johnson? Is he one of them? Okay, uh, you would be absolutely spot on. Yes. So there is Dwayne Johnson. Uh, I've just put Dwayne Johnson on it because I thought people could work it out themselves. And that yeah. that's the rock. So that will be hidden later. And actually, this is the second version of this rock because I actually did it as a bit of a joke of, um, about a week ago and hid it somewhere in Chapel Town. And I think people have found that one already. Um, but we're rehiding this new version of the Dwayne Johnson rock. Okay, so that's one yeah. of them. Any more? Aren't these rocks meant to be sort of like decorated with sort of fancy pictures of minions and Stewie Griffin from Family Guy and well, for Wednesday badges and stuff? And... What did I say earlier? This isn't. This is the. This is a one for the adults to take part in. See if you can get them all. All of the. All of the celebrity rocks. Right. Because it looks to me like you've just written with a black marker pen someone's name on the I side have, of it. I have done. I told you I'd not gone to any effort to... to okay. I, I, it's difficult. I'm not very good at art. But if anybody wants to... Maybe somebody else from one of the rock groups, um, you know, either the decorative S35 Decorative Rocks and Treasures or um, Chapel Town Rocks, want to get these rocks and then actually do their own version where they've actually attempted to draw the celebrity. Maybe that's a yep. challenge we can set that group. Okay. Get, our, get our rock and finish it off for us, Yeah, please, yeah. Is you what know. And that, that can just be um, the name tag for it, okay? Uh, are, are there some rock singers in there? there is could... Mick Jagger one of them? Oh, well done. Yep, congratulations. <laughs> Mick Jagger's one of them. And there might, Actually, be, a, there might be a set to go there. Uh, to be fair, um, the fact that the rock is fairly battered and worn out does look a bit like Mick Jagger's face as well. So I think, uh, well done. Extra kudos on that one. Is David Bowie one of them as well? Uh, David Bowie isn't one of them, I'm afraid, no. Um, are, there, are there more rock singers? There are. The, if you want to stick on the theme of the Rolling Stones, um, we've, okay. got the, oh, Rolling we've, Stones. we've got the full band. We've got the full okay. band. That's, that's like the, the drum, the front of the drum, if you know what I mean. Okay, so we've got the full band. So, but I've, I've, very good. yeah. So I've picked up. I've picked. I've, I've gone with the ones that are generally the ones that are still together because obviously they've they've had quite a few members of Rolling Stones. So can you name any of the others? The ones that I've picked that are, that I've chosen. There's three. There's three more along with Mick Jagger, obviously. Uh, Keith Keith Richards. Keith Richards is there. Congratulations. Well done. <laughs> any more? 
Um, oh, Ch- Charlie Watts. Charlie Watts. Any more? Um, oh. Oh, you might have to give him a bit of a helping hand. What, he, what he, was, he, he was in the news a few. He's got. I think he's got quite a young girlfriend, from what from what I've heard. Oh, Mick Jagger again. No. Um, <laughs> um, he, he does radio actually. I think he's pretty good at radio and podcasting and stuff like that. He's no, been known for. He's, I think he's an award-winning broadcaster as well as being a rock star. Called oh, Bill. No, that oh, was Bill no, Wyman. I'm, I'm... You're thinking of you. You're thinking of that area. Uh, Ronnie. Wood. Oh, Ronnie Wood, of course, yeah. So you didn't get that one. So those will be hidden somewhere. I'll put them ones together somewhere in Chapeltown, okay? And a good area to kind of look for rocks, by the way, is the kind of Housley Lane area, which is an unadopted road. And it's a nice little walk for kids. There's not many cars that go up and down there. So it's, there's there's lots of different rocks and things up there. So that's a good kind of place to start looking for these if, you, if anyone wants to take part. Um, yeah, there's no, there's, there's no cars on there, so it's nice and safe to walk around, but you might fall over some rocks that people just left <laughs> on the floor. Um... So is, is that is that six of the nine rocks? So you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven left because I classed them as one. Oh, right. how long is this well, if you just said, last? If you just said the Rolling Stones, I could have just showed you them all. Right, okay. Can you think um, of any more? There's seven left. Can you give me a bit of a bit of a okay. clue to try well, and go? So why, why don't we What's do your favourite the... sport, Fisher? Cricket. So can you think of anyone within cricket who may have a rock-ish name? Um, not in cricket anymore. Retired. Retired, um, cricket. retired cricketer, but they're very, very is much. It, is, up. It, is it Freddie Flint off? Well done. There you go, Freddie Flint off. Um, I think he also gets a nickname, doesn't he, Freddie Flint off? Or did, did they call him something else? Do they also call him a popular cartoon character because his name sounds um, very similar? Well, his name's actually Andrew Flint off. Yeah, yeah, but that's his but nickname. His, his nickname, Freddie Flint off, similar to Freddie Flintstone. There so you Flint, go. All right. Okay. <laughs> So you can look for Fred Flintstone on your travels as well. Any more? What about Pebbles, who was in the Flintstones? I haven't gone. I haven't gone with all the Flintstones. Oh, right. Obviously, I could have gone Barney Rubble, Betty Rubble. I could have gone with them all, but no, I didn't. I didn't want to go two Flintstones. Um, should we try and do that game we did a few weeks ago, where you, you, you try and name them by giving two words as a clue? Okay, then England defender. Oh, John Stones. John, John Stones, yeah. There you go. So, John Stones, you can go and find him as well. Uh, the next one, then, um, let me see. Boxing movie. Oh, um, is this going to be, well, I presume the movie is Rocky, and he was obviously played by Sylvester Stil- Stilstone. You see, yeah, I could have gone with that, but I went with a character name, so you are right, but I didn't go with Stil- Sylvester Stilstone. Stone. I went with the character's name, which was Rocky, Rocky. Balboa. Right. Have you okay. written back to web spice on there? Oh, I have, yeah. There's, 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 there's plenty of sides, yeah. All right, okay, yeah. <laughs> You're checking, I've wrote them all. There's, there's three more left, okay? So the next one, then. Um, film legs. Film legs. Um, were the legs covered up by giant David Bowie-style shoes? <laughs> um, film legs. Uh, oh, all oh, right, okay. It's not really the legs that people are interested in, is it? I think it's more <laughs> the in-between, I think. Is, um, so we're going to go with Sharon Stone. There you go, Sharon Stone. There we go. I, I mean, this is why I didn't do art for some of these. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, next, then. Um, did they used uh, to live on Brick Line? <laughs> the next one, then. Uh, the King. The King. Uh, ooh. 
Now, this, it's because El- we've got to go with a bit of a nickname with this one. Elvis Presley. Uh, Why do you think I went with Elvis? Because he is the king the of... king of rock and roll. Rock and roll. There you go. I even tried to draw a little crown and write rock and roll on it. Okay. Yeah. So that's Elvis. Uh, and then what you should have really is wrote rock and roll and then drew a crown around it because by the looks of it, you've drawn a crown and tried to put the words rock and roll inside it. <laughs> Uh, the next one then is uh, let me okay. Uh, is this the last one. Yes. Okay. This is going to be an interesting one. Okay. Lukai singer. Luke. Uh, why, why is that? Why is the word Lukai ring a bell? Um, is this a popular singer who's kind of quite recent? Um, I I think she's been quite more in recent years. So maybe is she something from someone from the early two thousands? Maybe. Yes. Lukai. Um, Where ah, does Luca right. come from? Is it? Does she perform with bare feet? Yes, I didn't think you'd know that. You see, um, so I was going to say bare feet as my clue, um, but I didn't think you'd know that. But yeah, and also without the spelling of bear, you might think that I thought that it was someone who got the feet of a bear, <laughs> um, who's just got really, really hairy, unattractive. She feet. has, but she covers them up with big um, red imitation platform boots. Of course, well done. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to say it's Joss Stone. There you go, yeah. Of course, you get the reference to Lukai now. Uh, I'm assuming that's one of her songs, but... No, well, Sheffield Wednesday's oh. manager, former ah, manager, right. was called Joss Lukai. Joss. Ah, ah, there we go. So there you go. That was uh, our little um, rock feature for the bit of a, a sort of um, game that they're kind of playing around Chapel Town, something they do for the kids, which has been really good. And it's not just actually rocks. They've actually like got little um, fairy houses at the bottom of trees and things like that. So if you do live in the area, and I'm guessing lots of other areas around the UK and even maybe around the world are doing this as well, but here in Chapel Town, it's the S35 uh, rocks and treasures group and the also chapel town rocks group as well who are doing excellent work on this and it's definitely uh, been keeping the kids entertained so tonight i'll be going out possibly dressed still as ziggy stardust possibly um and i'll be hiding these so by tonight we mean sunday evening so if you're watching this any anytime past sunday evening um then yeah you might be able to go on your travels and try and find some of our celebrity rocks and obviously listen and subscribe yeah and obviously I can't, I can't foresee anything wrong with you going out dressed as Ziggy Stardust, just walking in fairly remote, quiet areas, walking around, just placing stones down on the side of the road. I'll, That'll I'll, be fine. I'll zip up, I promise, I'll zip up. Here at Travel, 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 Travel Chameleon Holidays. Just like a chameleon, we're adapting to the current climate and circumstances. This week we have fantastic offers on local travel destinations you can get to and from on your one walk a day. You've heard of bed and breakfast? Well now try Bread and Duck Pond, a unique experience of throwing bread at ducks to eat, even though ducks technically shouldn't eat bread. Not that they care. We'll even throw in the bread for free. All this cost is just 999 steps. Ski trip cancelled? Try your local fly tips. Since the recycling centres have closed down, these delightful sites have started to pop up all over local beauty spots, starting from just 699 steps. Just watch out for the nails. Missing the queues at Disney Resorts? Not to worry. Pop down to your local shops and queue with a whole two metres of space around you. Just 899 steps. Travel, 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 chameleon. Holidays. Okay, so um, 
just noticed we didn't do our apology of the week, did we? So we've got a couple of little bits to do here before we get on to the news. So apology of the week um, comes from me, I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> I'm getting into the habit of doing this, aren't I? I am I'm terrible. I am really terrible, okay? So the week before this, I had to apologise for saying that Bernie Eccleston was somehow involved in the ownership and management of Arsenal Football Club. That was completely incorrect. The only thing that did link uh, Bernie Eccleston to Arsenal anyway was that he once wanted to buy Arsenal. And I think he's possibly a fan, maybe, himself. Um, anyway, then last week, I made the ridiculous mistake of saying that Willie Nelson was dead to a country music podcast host who was quite startled and quite upset that he thought he'd missed the death of Willie Nelson. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. I mean, I think that's one of the key things, isn't it, when you do a podcast? It invites someone on and then tell them that one of their idols is dead when he's actually well and truly alive. (laughs) So that was um, a mistake of mine. Um, So I would like to make a full and proper apology because it was actually Kenny Rogers that I'd got mixed up with who had died um, a couple of weeks ago now, I think it was, wasn't it? And that's that's where the mix-up came. Um, So I want to do a full and proper apology, not one in between. How could I be wrong? Me and Fisher should fact-check first and, uh, you know, rely on each other to do that. Uh Aha. From one pad- podcast to another. Aha. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> um, well done. So, thank you for the apology, Jimbo. Uh, it took okay. me a moment there to re- realise what you're doing there. Does that um, take us nicely onto headline of the week? Onto headline of the week, which is from our local newspaper, the Sheffield Star. Um, obviously, things are very difficult in lockdown. Um, we're, like ourselves, trying to push out that positivity. And the Sheffield Star carried a headline regarding a primary school teacher who'd been nice to their pupils. Not quite sure the headline actually particularly portrays that very well. It just says, Sheffield Primary School teacher leaves touching message for her pupils tied to a lamppost. <laughs> oh, God. Now, <laughs> you should... Look, your pupils can be difficult. Please do not tie them to lampposts. You know, they're human beings as well. well it's, day, aren't they? it's one way to keep them being, you know, keep them concentrating on the work and getting them homeschooled rather than, you know, maybe going out and playing on the scooters or running around the garden. Probably actually quite good for social distance, isn't it? Because yeah. lampposts are normally about sort of 10 metres apart, something like that. So you tie each one to a lamppost, then you've at least got some space around them. Yeah. So that, but I suppose you, you, you run the risk. If you're tying your kid to a lamppost, every now and again, a dog might come up and wee on them. You see, the, the problem with this headline as well is is it kind of... It, 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 it had another problem for me when I saw you send me the headline. It only revealed half of the headline to me. So all I saw was... Uh, <laughs> Sheffield head teacher leaves touching message. And I didn't know what that was going to be about either. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so there you go. That was headline of the week. Um, are we going to move on to news? Um, should we do a joke we should have done last week? Is there, another, is there a joke we should have done last week? We've got all the features this week, haven't we? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's been jam-packed. But we've not had else to do, have we? So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you were talking last week about Johnny Cash. Yes, um, yeah. You said, what did you say about him, where he got his name from? I said, did Johnny Cash get his name from stealing money from condom machines? Yes. And then we mentioned Taylor Swift, and I thought we should have maybe said that she used to measure up for suit jackets very, very quickly. Oh. Taylor Swift, yeah. Well done, there you go. That's a terrible joke we should have done last episode, along with all the other terrible jokes that we tell. But then also, um, we could have mentioned Kenny Rogers, and we don't really want to speculate on how he got his name. (laughs) On to the news. So, um... This is concerning. So I read a headline the other day, and I thought somebody in um, America, because, you know, although we are a Chapel Town-based podcast in Sheffield in the UK, uh, I know from our listening stats that we have got listeners all over the world, um, particularly um, in, in the US. We have, I see it on our stats, um, lots of places around the world listen to this podcast. And I saw that a driver in the US had been caught 
in a tumbleweed tornado, which also sounded like it could have been a review for our podcast. Yeah. Um, but you know, we need a tumbleweed sound effect really as well, don't we? But no, he got he got caught in a, it was on video as well. He was sort of driving along and there was lots of sort of tumbleweed flying around everywhere. But I just wondered whether he, it, you know, I I thought it was more of a headline about our, someone listening to our podcast or maybe got the got it stuck on on the same episode or stuck on our general podcast page or something and they couldn't turn the radio over. You never know. Yes. Um, oh, no. Oh, so it, it hit... Did you say it hit the, it hit the driver or the car? The car. So he was driving and there's just tumbleweed flying around everywhere. But surely... Do, do you get sort of bigger congregations of tumbleweed in certain areas? Is it not sort of a hazard that it might get you in certain places? Well, I think I, I think normally it just sort of blows off to the side, but this was an actual tornado, so it, it was whirling around rather than it being just sort of blown off to the side of the street. It was around going around the car and the car was struggling in a tornado as well. It was in the eye of the twister, I suppose. Fair enough. Well, there, there we go. go. Um, should we move on to the next story? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> next story we've got is that a lady called Tracy Kiss, um, quite an ironic name, given what we're going to about to say about <laughs> her, um, she's a fitness instructor and the mother of two, and she believes that drinking smoothies with a shot of sperm in them have helped boost her immune system and prevent her from getting coronavirus. Okay, have you tried that? Um... No, I have not. <laughs> De- definitely not. Um, she said she's not had a cold or flu for three years because of the concoction, which is made using donations from her boyfriend. She takes three shots a week. Um, he could be being paid for supplying that in other places. Well, she said she said they live in a long, they're in a long distance relationship. So I suppose it was quite well to get the sperm to her, really. Um, <laughs> yeah, quite, a, quite, quite a good shot. Um, <laughs> so it says very di- been very difficult in terms of vitamins. Um, she also puts it on her face to help her skin. Right. Um, so it's it's best to consume it as close to production as possible. Uh, but she just sometimes freeze it in an <laughs> in an ice cube tray because her partner, which, as the article points out, who does not wish to be named, <laughs> and I are in a, are in a long distance relationship. I'm, I'm com- like I'm confused. So so it, by long distance relationship, it may suggest that that she. Uh, that th- they maybe met long distance as well, so maybe online or something like that. So, I mean, when when did it get to the stage in their relationship where either she or he said, I, I know what's a good idea. I'm going to send you my sperm in the post. <laughs> and, you know, what you could do is you could try rubbing it on your face to see if it helps your skin or drinking it to see if you stop getting a cold. Or maybe she suggested that, I don't know. Look, you'll never believe this, but... In about three years' time, there's going to be a really deadly pandemic <laughs> that's going to stop people from going out of the house. And a lot of people are going to die from this, unfortunately. As I say, you'll never believe it. But if you start taking this now, you won't get it. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you know let, let's, let's not criticise this woman too much because, you know, let, let's just bear in mind and remember that the President of the United States suggested that disinfecting and injecting it <laughs> might be... <laughs> Um, I, I hope Donald Trump hasn't taken that news story too seriously. Oh, in fact, no, I hope he has. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, for all we know, it could be him who's donating it. Exactly. Uh, anyway. Um, she does She does give the point that it's not... She said, you don't have to ask your partner. You could just ask a male friend who is healthy. I mean, you, you've just mentioned that it's going to be quite difficult to raise that conversation with your partner. How on earth you meant to do it with someone you don't really know that well? Yeah, and, hey, and the other thing, Fisher, is, is I, I've got my own, so I, you know, I don't feel I'm the need to ask you for you. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I'm, I assume she's talking about women there. Uh, well, no, but she's talking about 
presumably asking a male friend. Yeah, but if you if you're a male, you, you, your own can work, can't it? If no, if her I'll, theory is correct, I <laughs> presume so. Yes. Right. Well, okay. As long as you're healthy. Well, yeah, true. So if if I wasn't healthy, then I could have some of yours. No, that's not what I've said. I mean, <laughs> I'm just preparing for the next pandemic, Fisher. Of course. Uh, should we move on to something yeah. else? So, um, I think the next story is, is, is one of your own. Yeah, it's not about Donald Trump. It's about trumpets on this occasion. So, uh, you Hang know, on. you mentioned Donald Trump, so you got to play the noise uh, again. Again. So, you know, Aldi have this sort of special buy section, don't they, uh, in the supermarket? Yes. Well. Uh, they, and they always have really random things in there, don't they? So, you know, um, like you could go in Aldi and you can do your weekly shop, but then you can also get yourself a deck chair. You can get yourself like a, a hedge trimmer. You can get yep. yourself like a disco ball and, and the most random things you could ever, you know, wish to find. Yeah. L- an ice cube tried to put some of your boyfriend's sperm in. Yeah. So Lidl, <laughs> Lidl have kind of gone with their own idea as well. And they, they've sort of started their own um, special buys sort of section or whatever they call it. Lidl. I don't I can't what it is. Anyway. But uh, a little bit, little bit bonkers. Yeah. Uh, and they, they started apparently selling a trumpet. So, right. which, you know, like, which I, I, if you're, you would, you'd be quite concerned if you knew that you're particularly being, you know, we're all shutting doors at the minute and obviously maybe having to see our neighbours more because we don't see anybody else. So we kind of see them in the gardens or we see them when we're maybe nipping to the shops and we're going outside on the drive and seeing the neighbours and so on. I don't think your neighbours would appreciate it if, if they knew that you were regular little shoppers. <laughs> fearing that at any time they could just hear somebody starting to play the trumpet because they could get one from Lidl. That's that's concerning, isn't it, for for anyone? But it is. I mean, I, up in this sort of room that I've been sort of effectively living, working, podcasting from from the last sort of six or seven weeks, uh, I've got a keyboard. Um, I've got my um, guitar behind me. But I've not got. I'll be honest. I've not got a trumpet. Well, get yourself out and get one. Now, with these kind of special buy things that some supermarkets do, like Aldi, uh, Aldi are probably laughing now because I think they always sort of sold a. You know, it's part of their special buys. Every now and again, you could get you get hold of a, a quite a, a cheap, inexpensive hot tub. They are laughing now because people cannot get hold of them quick enough, can they? Uh, I've not tried. Have you tried to get a hot tub? I haven't tried to get one, but I've seen the stories that, that they you know they keep selling out of them because you know you wouldn't expect to go to Aldi and Bell to buy a hot tub, but they they've always been selling random things like that, and they have I think sold hot tubs in the past before all of this, but now because everybody's stuck in, people want hot tubs. How would you get it in your trolley? I don't know. I mean, does it come with water? <laughs> <laughs> oh, those massive five liter bottles yeah. to keep it. Right uh, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's not something I've ever looked at. See, um, if, it, and, and if you can't get hold of an Aldi hot tub, um, there are even cheaper alternatives. Um, so if you, um, you know, if you, if you really want something like that, uh, then get the kettle on boil and reach into your cupboard because you've all got one. Just grab one of the Sports Direct mugs. We've mentioned them quite often here <laughs> on the uh, podcast, but um, you know, we th- there you go. Everybody's got one of them, haven't they? You can easily get in one of those. You can get two people in a in a Sports Direct mug, can't you? Yeah, instead of getting one of those nice foot spas that you can you can sometimes use, you plug in your little babbleless foot spas, nice and hydrates your feet and has the water whirling around your feet. You've not got one of those. Tell you what, stick your stick your foot in the toilet and just flush <laughs> it, and it'll be the same same effect, really. Um. So next story then, Boris Johnson. Okay, do we need a Boris Johnson sound effect if we've got one for Donald Trump? Do we need to be fair? 
I don't know. Well, maybe we'll have a think about that for next time. But Boris Johnson, because he does get mentioned quite a lot. So he's on the men now, isn't he? He's got back at work and everything. But he's also... Um, uh, he... Uh, no, he's not back at work. He was back at work for oh, about a day. Of course. He's on paternity leave. He's on paternity leave, yeah. Is he actually on paternity leave? I presume so. I mean, he's, he's entitled, he? to, completely entitled to it, of course, you know. Um, but yeah, um, so he's on paternity leave. He's had a child, hasn't he? Which we, we don't know which number child that is um, in, in his lineup of children, but he's got a child, another one, with his uh, uh, with his partner. And uh, they've named it, haven't they? Uh, yes, William. Uh, sorry, Wilfred. Wilfred the... Laurie Nicholas Johnson. And the, yeah. the point of this I wanted to, to pick out is that... Um, the he's named the the name Nicholas, which is the third name or the the second of the middle names. So Laurie, uh, so Wilfred Laurie Nicholas Johnson. Nicholas is the name of two of the doctors who helped um, Boris Johnson through his coronavirus um, mm. illness. Now he's quite fortunate, really, that that both doctors or were called <laughs> Nicholas, because if they had two different names, what would he have done? Would he have had to choose one? Would he have had to add another extra name in there so he would have had five names? And more importantly, now what about if they weren't called Nicholas? What about if the if the if the child if, if the doctor was called um, Keanu, or yeah. if the doctor was called Mohammed or Bilal? Like would he, would would Boris Johnson just asking? Would Boris Johnson have chosen one of those names? Yeah. Or what if it was a female doctor? Exactly. Called Cassandra. Well, well, he did have female. He, he, he sort of did credit the nurses, didn't he? Who, who, uh, but yeah, which is obviously a bit more, I suppose, more difficult. But, you know, there are lots of gender, non-binary, gender-neutral names out there as well, aren't there? Yeah. They could have picked um, from, but... So do, do you think this one's called Wilfred because he's working his way through the alphabet? I mean, he's up to W. <laughs> Potentially. He's what, 21st I, in the alphabet, I think? It'd have been really good, though, if the, if the doctor did have a really sort of modern <laughs> modern name. Do you know what I mean? That'd have been good. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so it would, would, would have been very good. If, if only there was something that could have gone with Johnson to, uh, to make it <laughs> especially good. Um, so yeah, obviously he's had a child. Um, he's also come out. Of Boris Johnson. He likes giving good messages. He's not really one for bad messages. Is Boris Johnson? So he's given out good messages. He said that um, yeah, we're over the peak of the coronavirus. We're doing really well. Um, seems to have glossed over like twenty-eight thousand people have lost lives due to it, but never mind. Um, and. He's also said that we might be relaxing social distancing rules, uh, which is obviously good news because it means that uh, his new child can meet all his half-brothers and sisters. <laughs> so, fingers crossed, they can, they can organise that. Does that mean we might uh, be able to podcast together again soon? Um, or you, you dress in- like that, I can hope not. So you're, enjoy- you're, enjoying, the, you're enjoying the distancing? Uh, we, we, same with everything else. It's the new normal, isn't it? You can't <laughs> get used to it. Um, and it's just, just part of what society is and how, how you do things now. Um, I suppose the interesting thing about... Uh, what he said with returning back to sort of normal and sort of getting rid of social distancing is that uh, when the pubs might open, you might be limited to only having three pints, if you've seen that. I have seen that, yeah. Um, just to ensure that other people can come into the pub after you. But is I don't it, know is about it, you, but... Is it three pints, or could you get away with three mugs of Sports Direct? <laughs> 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 Again, using the old Sports Direct thing there. Surely you just go to a different pub afterwards after they kicked you out from three pints you just walk down to the next one. Yeah, I mean, that's quite a lot in each pub, isn't it? You know, that, yeah. That'd result a pub crawl in being even more dangerous. You'd yeah. be having more drinks, if anything. Or just pints of, a full pint of wine, or... Is it going to where they give you a stamp every time you've, um, every time you've, you know... Like, like having a loyalty card. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Um... So yeah, that, I, I, we're not sure what's going to happen in terms of coming back into, uh, into drinking into the pub again. Um... So one person who I, th- I think probably doesn't drink is uh, Kim Jong Un, mm-hmm. 
and the rumours are that he's now alive. Right, okay. Seen that. Yeah, because, well, so so last week you, you said that he might be dead. Um, you know, and I've just had to make a full massive, mass, massive apology for saying that Willie Nelson was dead. Uh, are you going to do the same? No, I'm not. I'm not scared of him to be honest. <laughs> um, actually, so I will apologise. I don't like to use shortened names for people, so let's call him his full name. Let's call him Kimberly. I think is, that, is, is, is that right? Is that his name? Yeah. Um, Maybe so it's because I I, I've got a theory about Kim Jong Un. Okay, I think that he, he you know, because the, the the issue is that he's been missing, hasn't he, from from uh, sight for quite a long time, during, particularly during this sort of time that we're going through now that we're all experiencing, you know, Korea, uh, North Korea as well, they're, you know, they're having to deal with this too. Um, but maybe he is worried about coming out in public because he's had to ask his wife to cut his hair, so he might have got a ridiculous-looking haircut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because yeah. it wasn't ridiculous before. I'm sorry, you, you've, not, you've not squared it off right. <laughs> No, I look normal. I look normal. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Um, so yes, obviously it, it was. Uh, it did appear that there are rumours that the footage might have been fake, but it, it didn't particularly look very well. I was quite interested that he smokes, um, and there was a picture of him smoking at what seemed to be some kind of industrial plant. That well, I suppose it's probably not an industrial plant. Probably manufactures nuclear weapons, I guess. But um, obviously that's a joke. Obviously, but um, it was you, you know the amount of uh, if you ever see construction sites and all that sort of stuff. They're so strict in terms of you've got to make sure you've got your hard hat on, your fluorescent vest, your gloves, yeah. all this sort of stuff. He was just stood there having a fag in the middle of it. <laughs> so except we thought if he was if he wasn't the sort of supreme leader of the country who would probably immediately lead to a death sentence, he would definitely be told off to give him the yellow card on site for, for not wearing the correct um, PPE. But perhaps they've just got shortages like we have over here. Yeah, who knows? true. Um, so yeah, and and uh, probably the last story I saw this week was. Um, a friend of mine, when he was at university, did a year study in a place called Lund in Sweden. I'm not sure if you've heard of, heard of Lund. Um, it's very south Sweden, not far from a place called Malmo, where Roy Hodgson used to be the manager of the football team. Um, there is Sweden have taken quite a relaxed approach to just coronavirus in general, and they're a bit, a bit more relaxed about things, and they're not quite doing the same in terms of social distancing. They're carrying on sort of almost as is before, which... Some people say it's great because they're prioritising the economy, all that sort of stuff. Other people might look at the amount of people who've passed away and think actually it's twice as twice as much, four mm-hmm. times as much as sort of your neighbouring countries who have kind of taken different approaches. Um, they've said that to prevent people turning up at a mass gathering in Malmo, it, sorry, in Lund, um, they've decided the field where they normally have this music concert, they've covered it in chicken manure. <laughs> Which, which which acts as quite good fertiliser, but they want to put people off by making the smell so bad that they wouldn't go in. That's not a bad and, idea. Not a bad idea. I mean, I mean, it puts me off. It puts me off going in a lot of pubs. To be fair. Uh, well, that's a good point. I mean, <laughs> yes, you probably have to get all three pints in one go, then take them outside <laughs> to drink if it's felt like that. I was probably thinking that most students would probably live in, in smells that are far worse than that anyway. So exactly, yeah. If you're trying to create a smell that will put a student off, then you've got to go for a bloody strong one, haven't you? <laughs> um, so I think that's about it for news. I suppose the final thing is that um, what are you doing this Friday, Jim Bam? Um, well, I, I, I'm, I'm lucky to, uh, like everybody else, or a lot of people, to have the day off next Friday. Yeah. Uh, we've got a bank holiday next Friday, or this coming Friday, uh, in celebration of v- 75 years since VE Day. Celebration of our freedom, so we're all going to be locked in the house, uh, not allowed <laughs> to go out. So, uh, yeah, take that one, Hitler. Uh, we've, we've done you. It's probably worth mentioning at this point as well, uh, Captain uh, Tom Moore as well, isn't it, who 
had uh, his 100th birthday in the last week. So happy birthday to him. We mentioned him a couple of episodes ago. Maybe in the last episode it might have been, actually. What a brilliant uh, job he's done raising all that money. An amazing bloke. But some of the gifts he got for his birthday were quite random, weren't they? Um, I don't know. What did he get? Well, I saw he got a lot of cards. He, he got... They've been... Go on. You go. Oh, oh, no, you go first. <laughs> you know. well, on, I'll go then. It, yeah, he got a lot of cards, which obviously took him a long time to open. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. That um, they were all displayed at. I think is it his grandson go to Bedford School, maybe or something like that, in school hall. They got them all out, and they were reporting this on the news a day before his birthday. So he'd obviously opened his birthday cards early, or someone else had opened them <laughs> early, which I don't think was particularly fair. Well, yeah, and and he, he, the, one of the random gifts that I saw he got that the, the uh, was it a wrestler or the WWE had sent him a wrestling belt. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, I was. I was going to mention that. Why, um, why would... I completely forgot about it, so well done on spotting it. Yeah, so so Captain Tom Moore's received out... You know, he's obviously really proud of them. He's got a couple of new specialist medals, hasn't he, um, given yeah. to him. One in particular was owed to him anyway, but and somebody spotted it that he, he was short of one of those medals, didn't they? So they've, they've got him that sorted. But yeah, then, uh, you know, to top all of that, what else could you want than uh, a WWE wrestling belt? Yeah, I mean, I suppose he's quite old and infirm. And if you watch him walking along, he sort of like tends to be sort of like hunched back a bit and sort of like lean over. Do you think that's just because of the sheer weight of medals that he's got yeah. on his chest? He's sort of like dragging his head forward. And I, I am looking forward to when everything gets back to normal. And although wrestling's still been happening, I don't know if you've seen that they still do the wrestling. But it's to empty stadiums, yeah. which the problem is you can hear the wrestlers talking to each other now, <laughs> saying, <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the face just now, okay? I'm going to whack you around the head with your steel chair. But I'm looking forward to seeing Captain Tom Moore on the top ropes. Um, <laughs> I think I think that is going to be uh, quite amusing, don't you think? Yeah, do you think instead of hitting some of the steel chair, he'll just take his Zimmer frame up <laughs> and hit him in the face of that? The Waste of Web Space podcast. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and now... If you want to see pictures of Jimbo's receding hairline or Fisher's balls, sorry, cricket balls, find us on Instagram. Okay, so on to Fisher's little feature that you've got for us then. We used to call this the, uh, what did we used to call this feature? Uh, we used to call it the irregular regular feature, but Reg- uh, it became that regular that we stopped uh, giving it that stupid <laughs> name. Go on then, what have you got for us? Uh, well, I think originally we were going to sort of like change something every week, but it's kind of like developed into doing a quiz, hasn't it? Something yeah. a bit different. So um, in the previous podcast, we talked about somebody called Someone Liberty from Leeds who was married to a chandelier. Yes. Uh, or claimed to be married to a chandelier. Was this, um, this is the person that was also married formally to the Statue of Liberty, is that right? Yeah. And that's where they got yes. their name from, obviously. Yeah. Um, and obviously they are. They have got um, this condition called ob- object sex. Well, I'm not sure if it's a condition, but uh, they are um, sort of attracted to inanimate, inanimate objects. So object sexuality, I think, is what it's, what it's called and what it's referred to. Yeah. So I thought I would go through and um, find various other people who are also attracted or in relationships with inanimate objects. Okay. Um, I really hope that sort of my internet history uh, doesn't get interrogated. <laughs> I'll work up for those in order to try and find these stories, but, uh, but there we go. <laughs> so we'll start with Amy Wolf. Since the age of 13, what has she been attracted to? Wolf uh, from Wolf Gladiator. 
Uh, not Wolfram Gladiator. Actually, are we not going to talk about the fact that you got uh, a message back from someone from Gladiators? Uh, well, we, we can mention it if you like. Well, I'm, I'm think I'm going to do another feature in the next uh, couple of episodes or so. Um, but yeah, so so I I filmed my daughter not long ago doing a bit of an assault course in the garden. I did it to the Gladiators theme tune from the 90s Gladiators show theme tune, and uh, I put it online. It got shared quite a few times. And today, Vogue from the Gladiators has retweeted it. The actual lady who played Vogue in The Gladiators has retweeted it. So maybe we could get her on the podcast. Maybe. Sure, maybe we could go back to the old days when we used to try and get celebrities on the podcast. Yeah. In the advent of video conferencing and all that sort of stuff, it's probably more plausible that we get them on the they've podcast got less now. Ex- they've got less excuses. They've got less excuses. They've got nothing else better to do. Everyone has got the technology. So, yeah, yeah it's certainly, certainly something that's, uh, that we could do. So go on. Um, did you say it was Amy Wolf? A name. Amy Amy Wolf. Yep. Um, to the best of my knowledge, no relation to Wolf from Gladiators. Um, I, don't, I don't want to talk too much about being big time, but uh, Susie Cox, uh, who plays Vogue from Gladiators. Yep. Do you know how many Twitter followers she's got? She's. Uh, and I saw this. It's not as many as you'd think, is it? It's it's about one thousand five hundred and seventy-two. Uh, <laughs> is that exactly right? Uh, no, it's one thousand four hundred seventy-seven. So you, you, oh, you, but you're very close. Maybe me. I got it. Maybe I got. Maybe it's maybe our. Um, you know, her, the fact that I she tweeted us as as boosted her followers. Maybe or tweeted me. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, there, there is a Gladiators podcast, by the way, an unofficial Gladiators podcast that features um, Jet from Gladiators and someone else. Um, and do you know how many? Do you know how many Twitter followers the Gladiators podcast has got? Um, two thousand and sixty-two. Uh no, I can't. It's about two hundred off. Oh right, okay. It's, it's not uh, not very many at all. So I felt quite satisfied that you know they were about as unpopular as we were. <laughs> yeah. Nonetheless, they were probably one of the biggest, fairly well, biggest TV programs in the nineties. Yeah. Gladiators. Um. So yeah, I was I was, I was quite pleased with that. So I suppose I shouldn't be pleased at other people's um, lack of success. <laughs> but there we go. Um. So anyway. We've uh, we've drifted off a little bit. Before a we've a little bit. You, you, I'm going to do a whole feature on this in a few weeks' time, Fisher. Well, yeah, that, that, yeah. It's not like us to drift off something before, <laughs> uh, before we even start on, is it? But anyway, uh, moving back to Amy Wolf, who is 13, and what is she, sorry, who was 13? Uh, what has she been attracted to since the age of 13? Is it a roller coaster based in Pennsylvania? Their relationship has gone through a lot of ups and downs. <laughs> or is it a teepee tent in South Dakota? which is part of the Sioux Indian Tribes Education Centre. She said before going into the relationship, she had a few reservations. Right, okay. Oh, so, so the, like you said, the roller coaster, she's had a, a lot of ups and downs with that one, with that relationship. Yeah. But if it was the one about the teepee, did she find, uh, in the end, did she, did she end up separating from the teepee because she found it to be too camp? Um, hey! Thank you. <laughs> um, so I, I think with this one, where, where's she from again, sorry? Uh, just just America. Okay, just America. I've not, not got details of whereabouts exactly. All right. Um, I think mean, thirteen-year-olds are into sort of things like theme parks and stuff, aren't they? Um, but if she was into theme parks, maybe she wouldn't be. Um, I don't know. Maybe she. I would say don't use the words normal because you know normal, normal's whatever people want to be normal, I suppose. Yeah. But um, maybe normal teenagers who enjoy theme parks don't actually are not actually attracted to the roller coasters themselves. But somebody who's maybe quite into things like history and so on, they might have been learning at school at the time. And I remember doing about the Indians when I was at school with uh, our teacher, Mr. Connolly. You remember him? Eyes uh, on me, eyes I'm, on me. Do you remember he used to say that? Uh, yeah, I've seen him quite a few times recently, actually. I've recently? Uh, and, oh, that's good. Got, got talking to him, yeah. He's a nice fella. My favourite teacher, I think, from Ecclesfield School. But anyway, yeah. uh, I'm going to go with the teepee. I think she, she had, a, had a thing for the teepee. Uh, you'll be wrong. Uh-huh. 
she is attracted to a roller coaster in Pennsylvania. Uh, I, I would say that this article was written, that I read was written in 2014, so things may have changed slightly since then. But I'm going on kind of what was right at the time. Um, she travelled 160 miles about once a month to see it, and just to make sure she kept attached to the roller coaster and kind of in that long distance relationship. Um, no, she didn't. She didn't, she didn't freeze his sperm. Um, <laughs> she she kept a few spare parts, a few nuts and bolts from the machine, and kept that uh, kept that at her house. Right. Okay. So there we go. Um, next up, a lady called Dora B from a place that I'm unsure of, but let's just guess it's probably America. Um, <laughs> is in a relationship with what? Is it the doormat at a local library, which, in spite of being a little bit worn, is a gateway to so much knowledge, or a metal processing machine that she first met whilst at work? She says she keeps her caressing of the machine to a minimum while at work in order not to seem strange. Right. Okay. So just just remind me again. The first one was what? The doormat to a local library, which okay. was a gateway to so much knowledge. She she actually had an attraction to it. See, pe- yeah. some people are really attracted to feet, aren't they? And socks and stuff like that. In fact, there are some people on the internet, and uh, I don't, I, there's no reason for me knowing this other than I don't know. It's just knowledge I've got, so I'm not one of them. Um, that there's people who who buy people's used pants online because they like things like that and socks and stuff like that. So it was you. <laughs> um, uh, I, yeah, I, I believe that's the case. I believe sort of people are into various uh, various things. And feet's a thing, I'm... isn't it? So people do have a straight. Either you, I don't know. You know, some people really like feet, but then some people really don't. So that's kind of a bit of maybe sense in that one. What's the last one again? Uh, the second one was that she was turned. Uh, she was attracted to a metal processing machine uh, that she first met while she was at work. So it was kind of part of a job. So first she met. in a factory. <laughs> And um, she said that she kept her caressing of the machine to a minimum whilst at work to ensure she didn't seem a bit strange. They were spotted together at the Christmas do. Yeah. Yeah, all right. She put put her arse on it. (laughs) Uh, Let's go with the... I'm going to go with the first one based on my theory about feet. Uh, You would be wrong. Here we go. I'm going to start guessing them all wrong again. Yep, so uh, fingers crossed you can get that zero that you've always uh, always craved and worked very hard to get. <laughs> um, yeah, ne- next up, Canadian Val Theroux, um, who I can only imagine would make a fascinating guest on one of Louis Theroux's yeah. documentary <laughs> programmes by the sound of what I'm about to say. Not related, uh, re- Not As far as I'm aware, not related. Um, she regularly flies to visit which inanimate object? Is it a bridge over a small stream in New Hampshire or an oak tree in the New Forest in Hampshire, in England. Right, okay. So the first one was where, sorry? Also in New in Hampshire. E- oh, uh, it was a bridge over a stream in New Hampshire. Which is America. US, yep. Yep. Or an old oak tree in the New Forest in Hampshire. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to go this time. Uh, I, I think, like, I'm not going to go with the old theory that it's American, so it will be something in America. I'm going to go with the fact that England's a beautiful place and it's... It, potentially a really nice oak tree and trees can look beautiful can't they everyone appreciates a nice looking tree maybe not as much as this lady uh what's she called again um through val through val through maybe not as much as val does in the same way but we can all appreciate natural beauty like that so let's go with the the old oak tree and i'll tell you what our english oak trees are some of the finest in the world and she comes and visits it can't blame her too much for that one then can we no i mean she says she says that she keeps in touch by looking at it on Google Earth. <laughs> oh, there oh, we go. So a lady who fancies trees, she must be barking. Hey. Anyway. 
Um, yeah. Uh, there we go. Barking up the wrong tree. Uh, so, Lee. <laughs> so, South Korean Lee. What about Jin-gu. if the tree was to leave her? Hey. Okay. Uh, Are we done with that now? I think so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's going to start branching out and uh, looking, <laughs> looking for relationships with, with bushes. Who knows? Oh, dear. Um. So I I refuse to try and to try and get involved in this. To be honest. Uh, anyway, let's, let's try let's try and move on. Okay. And leave the tree tree puns away. If that's all right. Orchid. Oh, sorry, Arkid. Um. <laughs> anyway, South Korean Lee Jingu visited Japan for a publicity stunt. What was he there? Or what did he do whilst he was there? What was his publicity stunt? Did he smoke whilst in the factory? Uh, and it wasn't like no. That, that was that was North Korea. That was North Korea. Was North Korea. Did he marry a piece of mountain rock from Mount Fuji, or did he marry a pillow that was made to look like his favourite TV character? Well, we all know what appreciation um, people have of rocks at the minute, don't we? Um, of course. Which yeah. I'll just a reminder: I'll be posting these celebrity rocks around the Chapel Town area straight after this podcast. Um, so it, it could well be that one. And the other one was what? Sorry. Um, he married a pillow. That was made to look like his favourite TV character. All right, okay. I mean, marrying. I, I think out of the two, I, I, if if I had to choose whether to marry a, or have some sort of attraction to a rock or a pillow, definitely be a pillow because you can sort of lay on them and rest on them. Yeah. And they're a I lot more comforting. You, I suppose you, you you're stuck between a rock and a soft place, aren't you? Hey, <laughs> we're just full of it today, Fisher. Yeah. So I'm going to go with a pillow. I think. Yeah. Um, you'll be correct. Well done. Oh, brilliant. I didn't want to get that one wrong because I really wanted to get that one right. And if I had got it wrong, I, I was hoping you was gonna, uh, you know, sort of cushion you, cushion the, the feedback <laughs> that you give me uh, to sort of soften the blow a little bit. But yeah. Um, so, psychology student Bill Rifka claims to be in a relationship with what? Is it a Nordic flute dating back to the 1850s? In spite of the age difference, he is very happy. <laughs> or his MacBook computer, which is male. So he's in a homosexual relationship with it. Okay, so... I mean, to be honest, it, it Mac... looks to me like he's been viewing various things on the internet, he's been caught by his parents, and then he's kind of come up with this excuse. But, <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, um, just for me to say. Well, that is a... That, that, it's, just, it's a clever, on-the-spot excuse, if anything. Um, and the first one, that he is a flute. A flute, yes. Okay. A very old flute. So he must often give this a blow, then. Um... <laughs> Let's just uh, okay. I, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go with the first one, the flute. I think your night flute. Uh, you'll be wrong. He's in a relationship <sighs> with his computer. I'm sure a lot of parents would think that of their own um, of their own kids potentially. Because uh, although it's changed, hasn't it? Now it's not so much people into. It's like their iPads and the phones now, isn't it? Surprisingly, think kids so, aren't yeah. really very good on computers anymore because, especially with keyboards and stuff, they're just not used to using them. So I think that might be the future, a touchscreen keyboard on your laptop I, I, I and think I, th- I certainly think so. I do think it'll be a lot different place in a few years, but yeah. Okay. Um, so, next up, um, Ija Ritter Berliner Mauer married which German I landmark? I beg you what? Ija Ritter Berliner Mauer married which German landmark in 1979? Oh, come was on. It? It, don't, it wasn't the Berlin Wall, was it? And then it got knocked down. Well, was it the Brandenburg Gate or the Berlin Wall? <laughs> oh, dear. So the relationship potentially crumbled then at some stage with that one. Potentially. Should we stop with the symbols now? Anyway, yeah. um, we, just have to, we have to tell people when we're telling a joke. So. What, was that? what was that, sorry? 
We have uh, to. Well, we have, the symbols tell people that we've told the joke. That's how poor we are. Yeah, just just in case you don't know. I mean, all the best jokes are ones you have to explain afterwards, aren't they? So, <laughs> so the Berlin Wall, or the other one was uh, the Brandenburg Gate, which is obviously a well-known landmark in Berlin. When was the Berlin Wall knocked down? Was it in the eighties? Oh, it was. Oh, was it eighty-nine, ninety, maybe even ninety-one? Oh, oh even certainly later than that then. Very late eighties, uh, if not early nineties. Okay, because I remember I think, David Hasselhoff was involved in it somehow, weren't he? Running along the wall and. Uh, I think he was quite popular. It was, I think he was stood on the wall on the night of its fall, and it was quite popular on both sides of Germany because I think Night Rider was popular. And men, many, Rider, many people, are, right? many people are shamed, shamed he didn't stay on the wall as it would be knocked down. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I like David Asloff, um for all his oddities. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with the Berlin Wall. I think uh, you'll be correct. Well done. Uh, so, following the fall of the Berlin Wall, which you could say brought down an iron curtain on their relationship, um, <laughs> uh, she's now in a relationship with what, as of 2014? Is it a garden fence or a sundial which points to the Berlin Wall? I bet if it was the garden fence, I bet the Berlin Wall or the remains of it was going, <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen her, her new partner? Oh look what yeah. she look what look what she gave up for me. Look what look what she gave me up for. That kind of thing. I, I made a solid reinforced concrete, and he just made <laughs> up some uh, probably one bits of uh, bits of timber. Oh, so, on a minute. So it was either so it was a, properly. a garden fence or or a sundial which points towards um, the Berlin Wall. Well, and I, doesn't doesn't function correctly as a sundial. If it was a sundial, I can see that relationship going south. <laughs> so um, yeah, let's go with the. Sundial. Sundial points with Berlin Wall, yep. you'll be wrong. <gasps> she's uh, she's gone for a garden fence instead. Right, oh, okay. There we go. That's quite uh, a, that's so, quite a come down, isn't it, from the Berlin Wall, I suppose. Oh uh, yeah, maybe leaner, thinner, bit yeah. fitter, healthier. Works the, out, goes to the gym. And probably better better sort of values and morals on the Berlin Wall had. Probably, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe he's just there to sort of separate two neighbours as opposed yeah, to... Yeah, they will hate country. each other, and, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think this garden fence is just there for, you know, just edging the uh, the border of someone's garden as opposed to being a, a symbol of uh, the communism and the divide in the entire world. I mean, I heard that some of the family weren't weren't too happy. Or the, the, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, so I don't know about to say. A family was, were very split by this whole thing, weren't they, of her going to uh, to be in a relationship with a, with a garden fence. There were obviously some who were on her side, some who were totally against her. And then there were others, of course, who were... Uh, do you want to finish it off? Sitting on the fence. Hey. <laughs> to be fair, I, w- I thought you were going to say that some of her family were quite upset by it and they took some great offence. <laughs> oh, yeah. Never mind. It's fantastic um, this week. So, next up, an American competitive archer, and by that I mean someone actually with a bow and arrow, who yep. actually is competed competitive for America in archery. Um, an American competitive archer named Erica, yeah, who was formerly in a relationship with the Berlin Wall, so I'm not quite sure <laughs> what on earth E.J. Ritter Berliner Mauer sort of made of this, because the Berlin Wall was clearly uh, a polygamous uh, bit of wall. <laughs> it was obviously married to two people. What do you think? We... What do you think the Great Wall of China is thinking of all this? Do you think how come how come they get all the <laughs> how come is, they get all the attention? Is that why Donald Trump is planning on building a wall Possibly. between Mexico, so that it just can to kind of get make money from the marriages? Yeah, great idea. So the American competitive archer named Erica. Sorry, that was delayed. 
was formerly in a relationship with the Berlin Wall. As of 2014, what was she in a relationship with? Was it, or is it, the Eiffel Tower or the Golden Gate Bridge? The Eiffel Tower. The Golden Gate Bridge is in... Uh, San Francisco. I thought that. I uh, did think it's, that. It's, it's nearish towards Silicon Valley, California. Okay. Um, is that where they make the um, sort of bulletproof breast implants that we talked about <laughs> last week? Is that the Silicon Valley? I think so, yeah. Okay. It's would, huge uh, industry. Uh, so the Golden Gate Bridge or um, the Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel Tower. And who is it? Who is it again? Uh, her name is Erica. Mm, Erica could be a French name, possibly. Uh, well, she does live in America and has competed professionally for them at uh, archery. Oh, you, you, you did okay. you did say that, okay. Uh, well, I mean, if you complete, compete professionally, you're going to maybe travel all over the world and stuff as well, so you get to see the sights. So, yeah, let's go with the, Par- let's go with the Eiffel Tower. Uh, you are correct that Erica Eiffel is married to the Eiffel Tower. Did you give me a full name as well? Uh, not, not in the question, I'm not that gonna, stupid. Well, uh, I would have missed it anyway, you know what I'm like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that might have been a bit of a giveaway, so it's referred to as Erica. Um, well, I'll say she's married to the Eiffel Tower. Obviously, she's not, but she thinks she is. Um, so a man named Joe Chim A, who had an unusual sexual attraction, aged 12, to a Hammond organ. Whatever that is. I'm assuming one of those organs that you get in a, in a church. What, as of 2014, is he in a relationship with? Is it a wood-turning lathe or a locomotive steam engine? <laughs> now, do you know what a wood-turning lathe is? Um... You basically get circular bits of wood, spin it round, and then you can sort of, a bit like sort of banisters on a... Um, staircase. On a staircase. They're made by spinning the bit of wood, and you can like put a, a chisel or something there to sort of um, skim grind it. away some of the wood on there. Yeah, skim it. Yeah. You can get a nice curve because it's been spun around its centre, so you can get a nice consistent curve on things. Okay. And do you know what a locomotive steam engine is? I, I do. I do. Um... Actually, I've, I've got something to, uh, something to say about locomotive steam engines. That, um, <laughs> I was... A few months ago, I was seeing uh, some in-laws who lived in Norfolk, and they lived uh, near the Sandringham estate. I'm not sure if you remember, on the podcast a few, possibly a few years ago, I was talking about some family members who lived literally a few doors away from where Prince Philip uh, had his car accident. I remember. And they were telling the story that they, uh, their family members were my wife's family and wife's mother lived um, a number of years ago. We're talking back sort of in the 1950s. Um, lived at a railway station house. Uh, this is back in the days where you got people who looked after railway stations and junctions and all that sort of stuff, and they got a property with it. A bit like um, there's the house near the railway station in Chapeltown, mm-hmm. which once filmed Fish Tank at and have been to previously. And she was saying that back in the old days when all the trains were coal-powered, so you got people who were literally steam locomotives, you were shoveling coal into the in the engine room, shoveling coal into the engine to keep it going, to get the steam power to get the... Uh, propel the um, the train along the rails. She said that her father, who was on the trains, as the train was going past their house, he'd get a massive, great big shovel of coal <laughs> and chuck it out of the train. Because it would have been expensive, train, wouldn't it? Yeah, train land it sort of next to the back garden. He'd have to run down <laughs> and pick all the bits of coal up from the bottom of the garden and take them back inside. Imagine if it had missed and, like, somebody must have been getting... Someone who unexpectedly must have been getting free coal at times with that then. I, I thought it was quite, it was quite yeah. an unusual, so it wasn't quite expected. Quite an ingenious way of doing it. Just you know, oh, there we go, bang, out of the side of the train, and uh, they, they do that. I, I'm going to say that you you couldn't have possibly made up the wood turning lathe thing up. So I'm going to go with that one. That uh, they're in a relationship with the wood turning lathe. Yeah, uh, you're wrong. They're in a relationship with this locomotive steam engine. Right. So you made that one up. 
Uh, yeah, I was talking to my next-door neighbour a few days ago, and she was talking about having a wood turning lathe in a shed, so um, it kind of planted the seed of, uh, of idea on that one. Um, he said that... You're an exciting neighbour, aren't you? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, the, the chats I have with some of my neighbours. Um, the locomotive steam engine, the person said, Josie mate, he said that a lot of his previous love affairs were sparked by a machine suffering from a technical problem, and the required repairs sparked a love interest. <laughs> Which, very, very much to me, sounds like that he tried to uh, resolve the problem by sticking his cock in there, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> What one one can one can only assume. Um, so Edward Smith, who is a self-confessed mechanicophile, um, claims to have had over a thousand sexual partners. Uh, bonus question um, is how many of those does he actually confirm were human? Uh, how many relationships again? Sorry, over a thousand. All oh, right, okay. So we, do you want a number or a percentage? Uh, number. So I reckon he's only had. Two proper relationships, then, in that oh, case. Oh, you're miles away. It was one. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Though. I think I think you're near enough, though. All right, fair enough. So. Right. Was that part of the quiz? No, that was just a oh. moment, really. Yeah, I was just I, I read up about him when I was um, researching the question, obviously. So what did he what did he claim though? Edward Smith, with over a thousand relationships, a thousand sexual partners, of which all but one were machines of some form. What did he complain was one? What did he say was one of his most exciting? Was it a helicopter from the TV series Airwolf, or was it a car from the TV series Z Cars? Okay, helicopter. Um, I, 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 I couldn't. I, I, I'm trying to decide which is the most attractive to myself, but when you're not attracted to either, it's quite difficult. <laughs> Would I rather <laughs> have a sexual relationship with a car or a sexual relationship with a helicopter? Both um, are quite dangerous sorts of objects, really, to have to be in. Never mind, let alone you know have a relationship with one of them. Um, yeah, I'm not sure whether these were particularly long-term things or they were more kind of one-night stands, or so to speak. Yeah, um, I, I, I can't particularly con- confirm that. But given that he said he said he'd over a thousand relationships, it doesn't particularly go on then. Suggest that I think he, long-term. I think he managed to land a relationship with a helicopter. You would be absolutely correct. Well done, Jimbo. And I'm sure everyone enjoyed that fantastic chopper action. <laughs> well um, so uh, so that, 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 that was the last question, by the way, so that's oh. it for the quiz. Um, so, well done. I think you've probably got about half marks again. Yeah, uh, I, I really enjoyed that. That was, that was, that was brilliant. Uh, good stuff. Thank you very much for that, Fisher. And uh, I'm going to look around now and find out what objects I could realistically think I could have a relationship with. And make sure you press clear on your internet history. Well, thank you very much. So, let's move on. Thank you very much for listening to us today. Um, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. As we said earlier, uh, please do uh, go and look for our waste of web space rocks that we've done, celebrity rocks. So they're not they're not very artistic, but it's mainly one for adults to get involved in, really. So if you can find some of our celebrity rocks, they'll be hidden around the Chapel Town area, probably around the sort of Housley, uh, sort of like, you know, that kind of Lownside sort of area is where I'll be hiding them with my little daughter later on. Um, this evening, possibly dressed as Ziggy Stardust. Anyway, um, thanks for listening. You're gonna you're gonna dress your daughter as Ziggy Stardust. Well, no, she wants the face paint on. She wants to copy the face paint. She wants her own face paint. So potentially, we'll be walking up and down there together with the face paint on. So yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening uh, to us. Anything to add, Fisher? No, I was gonna say if you work for Sheffield Council, and uh, please do not get in touch with us. Uh, because you've seen our stones and are going to report us for fly tipping. There is no need for that. We're purely doing this just to join in the fun with everyone else. <laughs> good, good, good 
that that's that's a good thing to have said. Thank you, Fisher. Um, so I thought I'd play us out with the song that we started with at the start of the show. Um, are there bars on Mars, or you could name it? Um, when will they open the bars? But once again, thank you very much for listening. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram now as well, where we post little snippets of our podcast. And of course, check out our website, wastedwebspace.co.uk. Any feedback, anything you want us to do, whether you want us to shout your name out in the show, we can do that as well. But once again, thank you very much. Cheers for sure. Cheers, thank you. Bye. Lockdown, still in my pyjamas Oh man, look at my hair, it's grown Because I've lost all control Take a look at my fridge, I've ran out of lager Oh man, I wonder if I'll ever leave home I guess nobody knows when will they open their bar?